Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. God will put it within your reach, but he will not put it in your mouth. My friends, we've been set free and we have the power to decide. Discipleship is not only disruptive, but it brings you to decisions. Take a listen and find out what fueled the very decisions that Jesus himself made in his life to continue with the Father, to accomplish the full will of the Father, which just happened to be the saving of you and the returning of you to the Father. So take a listen. And I pray that it will provoke you and encourage you to continue on with him. Hey, everybody. We are just going to have a few minutes together today. So I'm still in Inger, Germany. We are in the second day of Cross Encounter, which is uh, going strong. And we're glad for that. So I want to share this thought with you today, something I heard years ago that said, God will put it within your reach, but he doesn't put it in your mouth. Let me say that again. God will put it within your reach, but he won't put it in your mouth. And what that means is that it's as though you sit down at a table and the food is put on the plate. But my friend, you have to pick up the fork to bring it to your mouth. It's within your reach. It is fully available. It is fully possible for you to simply reach out and take hold of it. And this has been something that has come back to me time and time again. If you go on reading in The Messenger of the Cross, whereas we've just finished chapter 1 in our previous episode, uh, you will find, I believe it's chapter 3, that it's on the power of choosing. And it is one of the most encouraging, uh, one of the most um, intense looks at the decisions that Jesus made throughout his life. Always remember that Jesus was not on automatic pilot. Therefore, I know you and I are not on automatic pilot. Jesus made pivotal decisions as he matured, as he continued to depend on the Father. You see, you have to let Jesus be real if you're going to be real. That he really had um, the option to say no. To the Father, and he could have returned to his place in glory with the Father. In Matthew 26, I believe, verse 53 or so, he said, Don't you know that I could ask my Father for 12 legions of angels, 80,000 angels, right? And I could be out of here. He said, But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled? See, Jesus made the decision. Right? God had put it within his reach, but Jesus had to put it in his mouth, if you will. Jesus had to make the decision to continue to yield himself and to cooperate 
with the Father, and he did, all throughout his life. At 12, he was about his father's business. Uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, he did not leave with Moses <laughs> and Elijah. Uh, he went back down into the valley. He did not let Peter build huts and keep them up on the glory mountain. Jesus said, no, we need to go back down. We need to continue on, right? Continue on. So there were decisions at Matthew 3.15, Jesus um, talking with John the Baptist about being baptized. John's all afflicted with his unworthiness, and Jesus is like, hey, cousin, <laughs> hey, listen, let's just both do our part to fulfill all righteousness. I'm willing to be baptized and identify with sin-ridden man as a part of my journey and assignment, and you do your part. Baptize me. And John says, okay, let it be. And they both had to do their part to fulfill all righteousness. And of course, it culminates as Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And once he finally discerns that this is the time and the death that the Father has arranged for him to bring all sons back home to redeem mankind, then Jesus says, not my independent will, not my separate will, Father, but I now line up my will with your will. My friends, I'm telling you, this issue of choosing out of your freedom? Come on now. Jesus was no man's victim and neither are you. We are those who have been set free. And now God says, now, out of your freedom and who I've made you to be, according to nature, according to ability, and according to the authority I've given you, make your decision. And many times we're waiting for a flurry of feelings we're waiting for other people to do things rather than we simply respond to God because he has set us free that we might now choose freely to go with him, stay with him, to continue on because we're going to live like Jesus. This is going to be a very, very huge part of your maturity, your development, but it says that what fueled Jesus's ability to be able to not just make right decisions, but to choose according to the Father's will was that he'd been eating the butter and the honey. Oh, I hope you read chapter 3 of Messenger of the Cross. It says in Isaiah 7.15 that he ate the butter and the honey. And therefore, he knew how to choose. Don't you want to know how to choose? Don't you want to know the discernment of Christ himself, which is an aspect of the mind of Christ, being able to see things according to truth, according to God, what he's showing you. So what is the meaning? I'm reading out of chapter 3. What are the meanings of both butter and honey? Watchman writes, Of all the flavors, that of butter is the richest. And of all things on earth, nothing is sweeter than honey. Hence, butter stands for the richest, and honey stands for the sweetest. What does the Bible say is the richest thing? 
the grace of God, Ephesians 1, 7. What does it say is the sweetest? The love of God, Song of Solomon 2, 3. God places the riches of his grace and the sweetness of his love before the Lord Jesus for him to eat, and therefore he is able to obey God and choose his will and to refuse the evil and choose the good. And then Watchman goes on to talk all about that. My friends, we need this butter and honey. We need to know the full grace of God, the ability of God. Do not cheapen grace as though it is some uh, cheap covering for sin. Grace is the very ability of God for you to be able to live. Jesus knew he had the Father's ability to live. He had the power of Holy Spirit. And he made full uh, access of both. The Father had placed it within his reach, and Jesus put it in his mouth. He made the decisions. And he had the proper motivation because he had the love of God, the love of his Father, unearned and undeserved. He just let the Father love him. Oh, there is so much I could say. Maybe we'll talk more about the butter and the honey in our next episodes. So I pray that if you have the opportunity, you'll read chapter 3 of Messenger of the Cross and that you too will eat the butter and the honey. And you will grow and you will mature as a messenger. You will grow as a son, as who you were always meant to be to the Father and to your generation. Don't forget, this is our hour of history. Let's live to the fullest measure of life with the Father. And let's be to Him and to those around us who we were meant to be. And let's usher in the Father's presence. Usher in His ways. Usher in His kingdom. Mm. All right. Well, I'm here in Inger, Germany. And we're going to continue on. I'm going to practice exactly what I'm telling you. So here we go. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.